Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Devin. Hello. All right, Devin, you have a quote for us today? Yes. The two most important days in your life are the day that you're born and the day you find out why. Oh, man. That's, mm. that's pretty deep. Heavy. <laughs> Why? <laughs> find out why i wonder if that's like why you were born like what happened to to produce you or <laughs> why people are born in general i think it's um <laughs> yeah why why you're born what why do you uh why do you exist but you know that's, right. a, that's a big question yeah that is but i think what mark twain was inferring but who knows what he's inferring but uh <laughs> having a kid i guess right reproducing yeah. and it just goes on and on from there yeah yeah that's uh that's a big one there's <laughs> two two biggest days in your life you're the day you were born and then the day you find out about that i uh i i don't remember ever really having that conversation with our parents the kind of where do babies come from conversation yeah i don't know if it was something that maybe was just implied or 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 i just got it and never had to have that conversation uh, or maybe it happened when we were, you know, like it was, it, maybe it was just talked about in normal terms or something. So I never had the awkwardness of it, but I have no like recollection of that, of the weirdness of that. Yeah. I, well, I think, I mean, our parents were always straightforward. If we asked them a question about something, right. They would just tell us they were, they weren't beating around the bush or anything. They would just say, but yeah, I know where they come from. It comes from my wife. <laughs> finally baby watch finally baby watch 2020 <laughs> she's those here who, those of you who follow us on instagram uh or on you know it, on youtube you'll know because i posted that Devin has had his little baby girl mm-hmm. little mave little mave and so i know you guys had quite the uh quite the experience in the hospital there's a couple days in there but uh but you're back home and safe. And I actually got to come over real briefly today because Deb and I are not recording in the same space, which is what we always have done so far. We're actually recording remotely. So Devin's at his house and I'm at my house. Um, and, uh, I stopped by today to drop off the microphone and the, the podcasting gear and got to see little Maeve. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to try this for the tiny, try this for the first time. See how it seems to be working fine. Yep. We'll see. Um, yeah, just trying to at least for the first couple of weeks, trying to uh, we're doing like porch visits and stuff. Yeah, because of COVID and and uh, having people. I mean, we let the grandparents hold her and come in, but just for at least a couple of weeks, I guess we're going to be safe. And because there's a lot of people who want to see a new baby and hold her, and yeah, we're just trying you to were... be conscious about <clears throat> that and 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 keep. I guess I don't know. You, normally we wouldn't care, you know. Obviously, yeah, of course. 
we're not, we're not yeah, like actually, that. Yeah, uh, actually, when I came over today, you know, like, <clears throat> you and Caitlin started to just kind of mention that, like, you know, this is what we're thinking, this is why we're doing it. And I'm, you know, now we're however many, almost seven months into coronavirus that it wouldn't even ever have crossed my mind to try to hold someone's baby at this point. You know, right, it's like, right. we're so in that mindset now. I'm like, no way. Like, I don't even, you know, it's like walking by people on the street. I like, hold my breath, you know, if I don't have a mask on <laughs> right. or something, you know, it's like, it's so ingrained now into how we just are normal everyday lives. And so, you know, obviously not offended at all. Like, yeah, I was saying to you that, you know, good friends of ours have uh, now six month over six month old. And I just barely held him like briefly for the first time within the last like week or two. And you right. know, it's like, eh, that is what it is. Oh, well, I right. did actually, I did hold him actually like a day or two after he was born, but that was back in February before. Oh, boy. You, you sneezed on him <laughs> and then you're like, that's it. <laughs> Dustin's very Never sneezy. <laughs> <laughs> I had my flu shot and everything to go be able to go to the hospital and see him. And then the world ah. on its head. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I, I don't know this one. We'll, we're going to, uh, if you guys don't want to hear baby talk, I think that's what we're going to do on this one. Cause uh, <laughs> yeah. what else is there to talk to after you uh, talk about after you have a baby? Right. Exactly. Other I mean, than uh, sleep deprivation and baby talk. <laughs> right. Yeah. Devin sounds a little quiet and a little subdued <laughs> because he's just barely woken up from a nap to record with us. Yeah. And it is 537 PM <laughs> on the East coast of the USA. You get your sleep <laughs> while you can. Yeah. Um, yeah, so how's it going so far, man, over Ooh. there? You're a couple, and not even what's, I uh, guess uh, she was born on Saturday, the mm-hmm. 20th, right? Yeah. 20, yep. Uh, no. Or 19, or nine, 19. 9, 19, 9, 20. 19, 20. Right. You guys went into the hospital on the 17th, right? Yeah. On so Thursday. So we went in uh, Thursday night to, uh, to get my wife induced because we were over a week late, and nowadays... Apparently they don't wake wait much longer than a week. Yeah. In uh, in olden times, in our parents' times, they <laughs> let them go two weeks. But apparently, uh, from a week forward to the second week, around two weeks, that's when your your chances of things going wrong go way up. So they don't even take chances anymore. They just right. they just start you. So yeah, our uh, <clears throat> our friends the Greens, uh, their daughter who is only a few months older than our daughter Corinne. Um our friend Liz was saying that when they had Catherine, um, she, uh, they were, I think she was late, but they were willing to go two weeks, whichever, where she was, which hospital, I think it was uh, right. in Virginia or maybe it was in Maryland. I'm not sure. But I mean, with the same thing with, I, uh, my daughter, Corinne was born in New Hampshire. I was in grad school at the time. And the same thing as you, they were only, they were going to wait a week. Um, Nicole, my wife, went into labor the day before they were going to induce. So she was like six, you know, five days, six days past her due date. But yeah, it was a week. Same thing then. Good, good on Corinne. Yeah, right. Just got the got everything going before they had to do that. Because yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, that was a. Uh, well, let's see, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So yeah, that's three days, four days in the hospital. She was born Saturday. Right around like, or you sent us a message around. I think eleven thirty oh, sat- Saturday right. okay, morning. So, so, yeah. So uh, then we Thursday to Saturday, Friday and Friday to Saturday. So almost you know two full days in the right, hospital. Right. And that's just you know we get in there. Okay, come on in Thursday night. And I was thinking, 
like, cool, Thursday night we'll get in, they'll do this, they'll give her some things and drugs, and then by the morning we'll have a baby. <laughs> I was like, ready. I was like, I might not even sleep. I'll just stay up. <laughs> this will be fun. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> fun. <laughs> and it's like, you know, a few hours of screaming in and, and drugs and oh. stuff. We're like, oh, and they're like, yeah, you, it's, you get some sleep. This is going to be a long one. I guess they didn't know then, but they're like, you guys are going to want to, well, Caitlin was going to sleep no matter what with the drugs she had at the time. But so then we, you know, then you get up in the morning and yeah, with all the stuff, we don't have to go into everything, but it just, baby didn't want to come. It just, it just wasn't ready. Um, and it wasn't progressing. And each time we, uh, like a checkup would be like, okay, well, we're going to wait like another six hours. And see where and see where you're at. We're just like, oh, like, oh. you know, during that you're like waiting any minute. Like, okay, she's gonna start pushing now, right? Like, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get going now, right? It's like, no, we're not ready. And then uh, basically a day a day went by, and then they had to uh, move things along on their own and start right. to do things that way. And uh, a couple of the um, uh, certain drugs and stuff failed, so she needed more and more and this and that and. Uh, <laughs> By the end, we had like three of the top head head doctors there, like all standing around figuring out what to do. But it was actually really, uh, we we felt in good hands for sure. Yeah, because they, they would just bring someone in and they'd be like, "This is um, Susan, blah blah blah. She's the head of this department." And this <laughs> so they had like right. <laughs> you had the I could feel the power in the room. And when nice. I saw them all in there, they were kind of some of them were older, but you could tell they were like the heads because everyone was doing everything for them and. Right. I was like, man, we're getting our money's worth. We, yeah. <laughs> we're really. Yeah. Because the, ama- the amount of money in that room <laughs> as we had it right. going, I was like, man, yeah, here we go. Yeah. 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 I asked you guys that earlier when, when I came over just briefly, like, you know, how did the, how did the, uh, the hospital experience go because obviously the whole birthing experience, like, you know, it is what it is. I have a child and I understand how that goes. And, right. you know, just hearing you had told us that, but it was more that, that it, that's what I was kind of getting at. Like, you know, they, they helped you out when they could, you know, it wasn't a lot of people going and right. crazy experiences where like no one shows up or they're trying to get help and no one, right. like, you know, and I, like, our experience was pretty good too, where there were people there helping all the time and they were always updating us. And yeah, you know, I mean, we all know there's going to be, screaming and blood and craziness like yeah. that's a part of it so if you're asking like how's it going like how right. it go that's not what you're asking right exactly. like well it was really tough it was childbirth <laughs> like we, we get that yeah caitlin said well i could i could have done with a little bit less pain <laughs> I was like, yeah you and every other woman that's ever given birth i'm <laughs> <Right>. sure <laughs> i can't i i can sympathize <laughs> i can't empathize but i can sympathize i can i can feel bad and i can do right. that I, I was there in the room when it was happening to my own and, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe sympathy, not empathy for childbirth, because they, exactly. they don't want yeah. empathy from a man. I know right, how you're yeah. feeling, do you? Do you, you know? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, one time I had a, a painful shit, and it lasted <laughs> like three minutes, man. It wouldn't come out. It was rough. It was brutal. I know Cramps. how you feel. Yeah, I cramped <laughs> once. I was running, had a Charlie horse. Boy, <laughs> that hurt for five yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah right i know just how you feel so That's sympathy like, yeah that, no. uh, that uh that uh fa- um family guy episode where uh what was it <clears throat> peter had to go to like um 
empathy camp or something for and they were like, uh, you won't know <laughs> what it's like to have a child until you fall out of a tree and your you know your lip gets stuck on a branch and it's torn up over your head <laughs> and then it like happens to him in the episode and he's like now i know how you feel oh yeah and he becomes all <laughs> all feminine so, yeah, yeah right <laughs> Oh man! And then like his wife and the woman at the camp like get in a fight and they're like wrestling and like mud oh, and stuff. He's back. I'm he's a like, man now. I'm back now. <laughs> oh baby, I love it. All right, let's go home. <laughs> oh, uh, but um, yeah, yeah. But she's here after a couple days of of work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's here. Everybody's healthy. My yeah, wife's healthy. Great. The baby's healthy. She's very cute and very. Got all her fingers and toes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it was, uh, you know, every step as you're worried. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Just so much, so much worry. But then at the end, it's, it's so much relief. Or at least the relief happens right when you see her and you hear the baby cry. Right. And then, you know, I cry and Caitlin's crying. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh-huh. um, I'm kind of just like, I'm sitting there boo hooing and, and <laughs> like, and touching her and and then Caitlin has to like push me and be like the doctor's like talking to you like she wants you to cut the cord <laughs> I was like uh, what? Then, I, I thought I actually had thought that she had done it because I saw her grab some um what I thought were scissors but I guess they were clamps right yeah I, I thought she was just going to do it I wasn't going to push it and like stop it like oh excuse me that's my job that's right, the one yeah. thing I do, ma'am. <laughs> I'm here to help. I'm here to cut things. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse I'm a me. man. <laughs> excuse me, doctor. <laughs> right. And uh, but the, she was just clamping on either side. You know, you, right. so you get that inch opening. Like here you go, dummy. Cut right here. That's all you have to do, and you can feel like you helped. <laughs> you stupid man. <laughs> uh, and uh, so yeah, <clears throat> and then I cut it, and there you go. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'll tell you what the um, the the woman power in that room because they were all women doctors, right? But they were they were getting it done, and I think that's I felt uh, in, in better hands, I guess maybe with women doctors for whatever reason, right? Because they, you know, they had given birth also, right? They know exactly what's they going have on. The empathy, yeah. right? They have it, <laughs> and um, yeah. I think I'd heard that men are a bit rougher i mean right. maybe not emotionally but they're just um i i don't know it, it was just yeah. nice to have three women doctors there and all women nurses and help it, it just felt it felt good to me i don't know yeah i mean you know that would have been <clears throat> i mean the history of our humanity would have would have been that way for pretty much ever you know it would have been women um you know, as well, yeah, yeah, nurses as, working with, you know, other women giving birth. Other women, yeah. But I mean, yeah, until, you had a lot of male male doctors. Right. That's what I mean. Up you'd until bring the, you'd bring history, like the, right? yeah, you'd bring the one guy in. Yeah. But that would have only been in what, the last couple hundred years. The other, yeah. the other, you know, if, hundreds of thousands that. of years that humanity have been here, it's, it would have been just, you know, like a, a, a wet nurse or whatever, or like other women. Right. You know, just yeah. Oh, right. True. A tent and, True. Yeah, and you know, like have your baby and the women would be there with you and they'd coach you through it. And then, you know, you learn from your mother. But, uh, and the yeah, men, would, men would just be unawares. <laughs> right. Away. <laughs> like you just stay away, like show them away. Yeah. I don't know the history yeah. of that change, actually. Maybe I should have. I didn't even think this question would come up, but. <laughs> kind of, that, like when did that switch right like from our parents time in the um 
uh, you know, well, I guess had us in the 80s, but... Right, but yeah. When did that switch? And I think, I, I guess, I, I don't remember if our yeah, dad was there mean, with yeah, us like or... The, right, yeah, like, because it was definitely a, a more... I mean, that I guess that's the whole, like, the transition between men working and women staying at home mm. to now pretty much equal you know there's obviously not equal but you know things have leveled out in our country and in the world where women and men are working like everyone's working not you know it's not just a stay-at-home mom obviously you still have a lot of stay-at-home moms and you have stay-at-home dads but but the world has like become more inclusive where men and women are both working and because of that mindset change where there's not like the man does this and the woman takes care of the children and stays at home so much anymore yeah um not completely you know, so I think right. it's probably it was probably around that change when that whole that kind of changed. You know, women in the workforce just as much as men in the workforce. Hmm. Yeah, I would we're we're, we're coming in. We want to see everything. <clears throat> Absolutely. Then the, then the first guy who came in <laughs> came out white. Like you know what? Maybe yeah. I didn't want to see everything. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Oh boy. Yeah. No, it was like yeah. I I don't want to have to imagine being in the room with my wife without an epidural. Because mm. with our daughter, you know, my wife went through maybe an hour or two of hard labor. And then at that point, I was like, okay, I'm good. I've, I've experienced it. I know what it's like to, you know, <laughs> go through the full, you know, top like 10 on the pain scale. Yeah. And she's like, now I'm ready for an epidural. The screaming and, really and grunting. I've had right, enough. Exactly. Yeah. So then they were able to do an epidural. And then it was, you know, only five or four or five hours after that, that my daughter was born. Um, but yeah, I don't want to have to be in, you know, through that entire process. I can't. It's I've I've only I've only heard from friends and family members and, and other women who've had children and and men who have been in those situations what it's like and you know, that's it's one of those things in life that I would have always been glad I was born male. <laughs> for, <laughs> right. for for if not anything else for that reason. <laughs> right. Cuz I you know I I always loved kids even growing up when I was a kid. I loved little kids and I always you know I always knew I wanted to be a dad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we um I forget what comedian is. I mean, maybe it's Bill Burr. He's saying like women yeah it's uh, everyone says childbirth is hard but yeah they they keep having them. He's like, you know, first time I get kicked in the nuts, that's it. I'm never going to do it again. (laughs) I never want to get kicked in the nuts again. I don't care why. (laughs) But I I think it's, 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 uh, it's mainly just, uh, you know, it's, it's their motherly instincts. You, you have, you have baby starts to grow and then maybe it kicks in again and you go, Oh, like the little tiny baby. Like even, uh, my brother drew, you guys might know from, he was on the other podcast and, uh, he brought over his his uh, son Finley, oh, yeah. and he looked huge compared to Maeve. <laughs> like I was expecting him to hop, like he's like hop, four months or something. Yeah, you know, so. I, was, I was expecting him to hop out of the his little car seat and like get his own milk, <laughs> dance around. Be like, hey man, like, what are you doing? Like, Give me a smoke. <laughs> I was like, Dan, the guy's huge. I was ready for him to talk. He's like looking around, you know, attentive and like smiling and <laughs> right, holds like, his head up. <laughs> Our baby's just there, tiny and out yeah, of it, and looking around. And <laughs> what did she? So I know when uh, <clears throat> when Corinne was born, she was eight pounds thirteen ounces, and Maeve was seven pounds thirteen ounces. Right, so just I think a, a pound less. Mm-hmm. Um, but when uh, like. If I remember correctly, Kroon was born at that size and then lost weight 
when she was, you know, after she was born. And I think that's a pretty common thing. Do you know if when you guys left the hospital, did they ever give you that information about like, yeah, how much she weighed? Yep. And, um, I, I forget the exact a couple ounces right. maybe, or, you know, okay. they, they lose like something like anywhere from, I don't think I, I forget exactly how much the numbers, but they, they're they going to yeah. lose some because they're, I mean, they're filled with all types of all the fluid things, and, yeah, amniotic right. fluid and, and, poop and and all types of stuff that starts to come out and pour out of them <laughs> oh my gosh now that's scary too like yeah, she was basically she was basically like we're alone and she starts like choking you know it's that thing oh, where you, i mean you have they yeah. give you the suckers and all but they don't give you they're like here if it if he chokes just do this like you know <laughs> and uh but is she apparently they should have told you this first you cannot um oh what's the word basically you can't they won't if they breathe amniotic fluid into their lungs it dissolves it doesn't choke them uh, i mean that's oh, how okay. you that right that's Expectiate. how you dr- yeah. right you, if you drown it, it's because it's going into your lungs and right but they it they can do it and and or they will just swallow it on their own which is kind of what you learn eventually you know with spit up and stuff you'll right. see it they'll kind of swallow it back down they're never well they could choke on it but yeah they, I mean, they their swallow reflex is fine. They, they will, right. they won't, because now they want everyone to lay their babies on their back, and they they wouldn't do that unless they felt okay with when they spit up or when they cough up amniotic fluid. They should swallow it back right. down. But right, she right. was like choking and starting to turn red and looked like she wanted to throw up. I mean, we did the sucker thing, but apparently she would have maybe swallowed it back down. But that was they should have told me that before. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> after that, I'm like. I like I'm uh, like wait I can't go to sleep now. Like, that just <laughs> happened. Like she looked yeah, like right. she sounded like. I mean I can take the crying. You're ready for that, but when the sound of them like choking, and yeah. like not being able to breathe, that's that's freaky. Yeah, jeez, yeah. Whew. Well, well, I'm glad everything went awesome, well, and you know, and and well, about awesome, but everything everything went. <laughs> no, it, uh, it's it's awesome. It's great. Way, yeah, went the we're way super it was happy. To go and, yeah. Um. Yeah, and then so we got out many days later and we're home now and as anyone knows it's you know it's not much sleep and uh, yeah uh, how how'd you and uh, Nicole do it with lack of sleep in the first like what was your routine? well so uh our routine was always that I would get so when it's hard for me to remember exactly because you know it's it's been a while but um we were fortunate enough to have uh, our mom came up when, um, when Corinne was born in New Hampshire, my, my mom came up to stay with us for a week. Uh, so she was there with oh. us. So, um, when Corinne would wake up in the middle of the night and would be crying and want to feed, you know, I, I would grab Corinne from the crib, which we had in our bedroom at the time. Um, we were in a small <clears throat> one bedroom apartment, bedroom, living room, kitchen, bathroom. So we had a space in our room that we had Corinne's crib. So I would grab her and bring her over to Nicole um, and then Nicole would feed her. And that first week was really nice because our mom was there. So then I would, you know, for, for us to be able to basically just get additional sleep and all, I would just hand her off to mom and mom would, you know, bounce her. If she wasn't, if she wasn't ready to go back to sleep or something, we'd kind of rock her back to sleep and then put her back in the crib. Oh man. Um, yeah. So <laughs> we had her nice. there with us. And then, so mom was there for a week. Actually, I guess it was the other way around. First, the first week, uh, Betsy, 
my mother-in-law was there with us. So she was there. So, um, she did a little bit of that, but she, she didn't actually stay with us, but she was there. So I guess it was that, you know, we had that first week and pretty much me, me getting up out of bed, bringing Corinne over to my wife, Nicole, and then she would feed her. And then when she was done, I'd put her back. And we just did it that way uh, because my wife needs a lot more sleep than I do. So it was, it was much easier for her. You know, I would just like, again, it's, once you get up and out of bed, that's, it's hard, but it's also like my wife needs more sleep, but it's also really easy for me to fall asleep. So mm. I would bring her over, I'd hand her to my wife and Nicole would feed her and I'd fall back asleep. And then, you know, a few minutes later, whenever Corinne was done feeding, she would like nudge me and be like, all right, she's done. And I'd take her in. And uh, I would say probably like, it was like a 50-50. So 50% of the time, Corinne would be ready to go right back to bed pretty much. And I would just take her back over to the crib and really slowly put her down and she'd go to sleep. And the other 50% of the time, she would be whiny and awake and wouldn't want to fall asleep. So I'd have to take her out of the bedroom and pace around for a while and bounce her and rock her and <laughs> sing to her for <laughs> upwards. I think the longest, I mean, might've been about 45 minutes or so. Usually she was pretty good, but that's, that's a long time in the middle of the night. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, yeah. Yeah. But we did that for a year. Um, you know, and, and even by a year, Corinne didn't need to breastfeed at night and she was eating, you know, plenty of normal baby food and stuff during the day. Um, Nicole, my wife was still breastfeeding her up until a year, but then at a year we stopped. And so we stopped the nighttime feedings as well at the same time, man. Yep. She didn't need it. It was more like a comfort by that point. You know, she was waking up in the middle of the night to feed once. Right. So yeah, uh, babe, um, my wife just walked by me. Um, had, uh, Dustin, Nicole, Dustin, Nicole had, uh, my mom there for the second week. So every time they yeah. went to sleep or she started crying, my, she'd just walk away with them. <laughs> and then she's heading back to get the baby actually <laughs> that's i guess that's one of the benefits of uh you know living further away it was like well you're this far away and i haven't seen you for a while and, and my mom wanted to come up and see the baby and had to be there with us and all so she just came up and stayed for a week and helped out and grin was also the first uh baby first born in our after our generation so i was the first it was their first brother to have yeah a child and great child yes. yeah that's, yeah that's, uh, that's nice they brought us and, flowers and then left <laughs> way to go back to it Ta-da. well that's yeah <laughs> that's this crazy coronavirus world we live in man yeah i know so uh so i did a fun thing a couple of days ago i put a post out on instagram and uh, Facebook and also in YouTube. And I reached out to everyone, letting everybody know that Devin has had his baby girl. And I would love to get some advice from some of our viewers and some of my followers and some of the friends and, uh, <clears throat> and other associates of the podcast and everything. And I had some really, uh, some, some good responses. And hey, so I'm going to read, go you should have given us the quote this week. Or the, for, <laughs> yeah, right. And the quote, quote from someone's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I reached out, um, and I got some really good feedback. Um, so I'm going to read you, you read you some of that, some of this advice, and we'll talk about it a little bit and see, uh, see how we feel. It's funny. Um, I'll, I'll start with, I'll start with two, um, uh, two bits of advice that, almost contradict each other, which is really funny. <laughs> I think in that uh, how advice goes. 
<laughs> exactly. There's advice. Yeah. That's... One one guy says uh, <laughs> never get married, and someone the other person says you're old enough. You got to get married now. Like what do you do? Yeah, Stop right, messing exactly. around. <laughs> so uh, I'll start with um, the uh, the commander in chief of the Makery Network, uh, Craig Lockwood. From oh. Chop Knives and from uh, Knife Talk Podcast. The Commander in Chief, Mr. Lockwood. Uh, his his advice for Devin was sleep at every opportunity as you never know when you'll be forced to be awake for 48 hours plus. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, I am this. doing that, Craig. Thank you. <laughs> as example of me just getting up from my nap and, and Dustin <laughs> texts me like, hey, we're setting up now. And I was like, Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Jumped up, <laughs> ran to the computer. You know, got the mics going. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's so that's uh, a good one. I like that. You never know. You never know when you'll be forced to be awake for forty eight hours. <laughs> Sleep when you can. Um, and then uh, this one is from Alex Garland, who is from the Outdoors Fifty Five YouTube mm. channel. Mm, cool. Uh, he said, <clears throat> uh, first tell him congratulations." And his advice would be that sleep is overrated. Enjoy the time spent with the little one, even if it's at three in the morning. One day you'll miss it. Oh, thank and you. That's really good. That's yeah. it. That's. Hmm. <laughs> I was like, man. Well, there you go. There's there's two different points of view <laughs> on the same you know, thing, I, but they're not really two different points of view. They're, no, I mean know, it's, it's yeah. You know you're going to be up. So he's basically he's just saying like appreciate every minute. That's it's true. true. It's it's. Uh, I I think I've already had both contradicting feelings like yeah should I put her down like lay her down and get her comfortable and try to put her to sleep in like during the day you know right and do something else I mean you have to obviously get things done and you pass them off to your wife or whoever but it's like when you're just trying to do anything else like without a baby on you Right. So it's like I just want to watch some TV and eat lunch without a baby on me. Right. You know, I want two <laughs> hands, but then I start to feel a little bad, you know, especially if she's <laughs> crying. But I, he's right. There's all these little moments that you're not getting right when when she's away from you, when she's not on your person. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, <clears throat> I thought about that kind of recently within the last uh, a couple months or so. I was thinking that uh, my daughter Corinne, who is particularly tall for her age. Um, she's over five feet tall now and she's 11 years old. She's only maybe two and a half inches or three inches shorter than my wife, um, who is five, six or five, seven, maybe five, eight, something like that, somewhere around that height. <laughs> so mm. Corinne is like five, two already. She's really tall. <clears throat> she's very athletic. She's tall and she's skinny, but she's athletic. She's so she's got some weight to her. And yeah. uh, I was thinking that, you know, I, I can still obviously pick her up and stuff. I'm a big guy, but I was thinking like, I remember when she would fall asleep in the car, you know, and then I'd, I'd pick her up and carry her into the house and put her in the bed. And uh, I haven't done that in quite a while. At least, I mean, yeah, I feel like it's been at least a year or two since I've done that. Yeah. I kind of miss it. You know, it's yeah. like, Oh, I feel the certain, I mean, I'm not there yet, but right. I, I also lived with you guys and with Corinne and helped, yeah. helped raise her as far as being around you guys and being like the third person once she was, you know, not, not a baby when we, people don't know we lived together. She was three or four. Yeah. We moved, uh, I moved back to Baltimore 
in 2011. So she was actually, uh, she would have been, or actually it was 2011. She was born in 2009. So she had, uh, she was just under three. Okay. Um, so, and then we lived together for, I think two years. So you got to see her from like almost three to almost five, which is like such a fun time. Yeah. She's like toddler age and. Yeah. You're right. You you don't know the exact time from when they run and jump on you to, like now when I come over, it's like, right. hey, Uncle Devin, like you know they're doing something else. Right. Yeah. She'll still be like, hey, <laughs> check this out and look at this. But you know, sometimes just like, I'm like hi, Corinne. She's like, oh hi. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Before exactly. it used to be running and <clears throat> jumping into your arms, Uncle like, Devin. E- ecstatic that you're there. <laughs> I have yeah. I have memories with Corinne of. Um, for those who, who don't know, I work for the um, uh, for the Major League Baseball team, the Orioles, normally in, in the normal times, um, <laughs> and do um, uh, production, video production, and stuff for the big screen. So I'm there every home game, and Dustin and Nicole and Corinne would come to a lot of games. So pretty much at the end of all the every game, they'd come, and we'd I, on my way out, we'd meet them and, and say hi and. I'd bring Corinne some ice cream or something from the press lounge. Yeah. And that was just so sweet. Remember that? She would, like, see me and come running towards me right. <laughs> in, like, the crowd outside of Camden Yard. It was just so nice. Like, there's Uncle Devin. Yeah, she'd go running towards Right. <laughs> Jump in your arms. Yeah. So, <clears throat> that no, that, that's good advice because, you know, you're right. Even when you're, like, pacing around at night, tired, yeah. they're still, like, up and like fussy but they're like looking around at night you know their, their yeah. eyes are open and kind of i can see her like searching around and right trying to see and it's just so sweet and she'll like start to hear your voice and you know i can yep. sing sing to her or talk to her to try to calm her down and that actually seems to work a little bit <laughs> just sing songs to her it's just you know, it's that comfort thing they know that you're there yeah, it's just that that sound that, and like, it's just calming. something yeah it's yeah. something that's why like we talked about before every piece of equipment baby equipment now has like a a tune on it you can push the button <laughs> bing, 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 bing. like they'll just go off so sometimes they need other sounds i guess yeah yeah and i mean <clears throat> these moments the moments are so fleeting you know it's like like you said i mean we lived together it seemed like just yesterday but that was now like seven years ago or know. eight years ago almost and went from being this tiny little thing with a tiny little voice and you know and hanging out with you uncle Devin in the bedroom and stuff and <laughs> right and you know now she's like 11 years old and a little young lady goes by quick so yeah definitely appreciate all those little moments cool thanks thanks yeah alex all right <clears throat> so let's see we have a bit of advice from our good friend brian house at mm. the housework channel on youtube and the work for it podcast he said when your kids are little and things feel like a blur because you haven't slept or had any free time just remember that this is a a finite situation and they will soon be helping you out with projects and learning from you through your example the Mm. biggest epiphany i had once my kids got a bit bigger was i wanted them to see me happy I didn't want them to think all adults just went to work and ran the rat race. I wanted them to see their lives could be whatever they wanted them to be. A well-lived, self-directed life. Cheers to you, Devin, and the family. Oh, that's nice. Well said, Brian. 
Yeah, that's a that's a good bit of advice, and you know, I think it, it works particularly well for Brian because his, you know, that's his life. Right? He's like running his own business and all, and you know, being an example to his children. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true, right? The best thing you can do for your kids are, is, I mean, be a, just be a parent who's there. Obviously, that's right. number one. Yep. Which is, uh, which I, I was never nervous. I'm not nervous about being a dad. It's because if you're just there, that's you've already done so much more than many, many people throughout the world have done. Right. Right. Just yeah. to have two parents, to have a mom and a dad there, available is 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 the base you got to do and uh from there you know be a good one show them love be loving be kind yep. and uh and all the rest of the um uh, it's still nervous i'm still nervous about it but it's uh it's you just got to um yeah you just got to be there yeah. i think i think that's it we'll figure everything yeah. else as it comes every uh, people right. seem to figure stuff out so yeah. as it comes we'll figure it out <laughs> everyone else has done it so far we had a baby you know yeah. relatively successfully so i guess it just comes with the time i, I will say <laughs> it's nice my wife uh works in the medical field so i have like this resource oh yeah of someone uh, who who kind of knows all the terms and knows all what should this do what does this medicine do why is this or i'll go what is that uh, you know when they're yeah. they're explaining things to you and what can happen I have this nice medical resource to like, Oh, that's fine. Oh, and that's what this is. And we can do this. Like, Oh, cool. All right. All right. Yeah, you need, that's, me, you that's need me to hold her for a while. That's fine. Go ahead. What, <laughs> what do I need to do? All right. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> that actually is good. That leads into my next bit of advice, um, which is from our, well, I would say if we as O'Hara's ever had a sister, it would be Annette. Um, Annette is no. a close, close family friend of ours. And she's been, um, you know, my, my dad and her dad were best friends of growing up. And if you guys listen to the brothers podcast, you'd hear about her. She was, she's been in our lives since we were little kids. Um, and she sent over some advice and this actually works well with what you said about having your wife as a really good resource for all that medical stuff. Mm-hmm. She says, <clears throat> stay away from Google or search sites. This is especially true for your beautiful bride. If she is like me at all, <laughs> but you know, you've got the, she's got the advantage of knowing a lot of this stuff. Right. Uh, she said, she said, I Googled everything. Every time there was a problem, I Googled it. At one point I had a chart of baby poop colors and what they mean saved as a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't even my low point. LOL. <laughs> Instead, call your brothers, your mom, your mother-in-law and friends going into a deep dive on mommy blog and calling family takes about the same amount of time. So when you reach out to your people, you get meaningful feedback or at least someone with someone to commiserate with. Mm. So yeah, that's good. I like, I like that bit of voice that works. That works well. You know, it's like you can, you can start Googling stuff and go down rabbit holes and (laughs) not know where to get to. And then you start seeing all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Annette. that's nice. It's, um, yeah, that's definitely true. I've already looked up some things, like because you're looking at what could go wrong, and they'll always have something terrible that could go wrong from whatever's going on. Right, and it's a little, it's a little, uh, little terrifying. You start your your mind starts to race. Um, but yeah, I, I have uh, Caitlin there, and uh, <laughs> also something I, I didn't mention. Um, 
a friend of Caitlin's and a friend of of her and her sister and and kind of since high school um is a a nurse nurse of her uh, a nurse named Tara which she she uh, happens to work at the hospital that we we're at oh, and nice. she was our nurse during labor and then like a day after she came back and we were still there so she was our <sighs> nurse through that and That's at first great. i think the thought was it would be a like uh Caitlin's original thought was it'd be a little weird to have your friend you know uh there seeing all your bits all your stuff right. you know cuz obviously the nurses who are there are going to see everything and do pretty much everything and touch everything you know what i mean it's right. it's but by the time we got there and it was going on Caitlin didn't care yeah. right it's more they're just there to help, and it, it became a comfort instead of any type of awkwardness, which we right. thought may be. Um, and that was actually really nice. She was there, and, uh, man, it, it was really nice to have someone we knew there, actually, as, yeah. as the nurse, because you knew she wasn't BSing you. She mm-hmm. would tell you exactly what was going on, and she's already had a kid, so she could talk to Caitlin about what was going on and you know I know I know this and I know that and um right. like I know what you I, I can feel I, I I know what you're feeling right now and then but she's also an awesome nurse so thank you Tara uh she was just that was cool that was different yeah but really nice and cool and I could just talk yeah. to her because I know her and we've all hung out before and it was it was it was really nice yeah <clears throat> yeah so yeah the same along the kind of the same vein as that my mother-in-law Betsy was there with us in the hospital when Nicole gave birth. And so she was there throughout the entire process in the room with us, you know, all the way through, you know, everything all the way up until the delivery. Um, and so at the time it was myself and Betsy and then the main doctor as well as like another nurse or two in the room kind of getting ready for stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, like, yeah, just having, having someone else there who you knew and obviously, you know, Betsy's not a nurse, but she was just just some someone else in the room that wasn't right, just right. The, the hospital staff. So that was really nice. That was really nice for my wife to have her mom there, you know, helping out with everything, and I was there with her. And so having us both there, it was really nice to have and having someone else being, you know, being the parents, having someone else to be able to like, you know, just someone support. else there in the room with you. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I actually I didn't even think about that, and I didn't mention that. I, I guess maybe people assume now, or if people are hearing it in the future, it was just me and my wife. We were the only ones who could go in. Right. There was no mom. There was no sister in there with her. It was just us, yeah. and no one else was allowed. So that was weird. So I guess all I'm doing is I'm feeling that that extra person that maybe most people do get. Mm. Right, right, like a exactly. visitor and someone else there on the other side of her, you know, hold, holding her hand, not holding her, but you know, whatever, being yeah. there, talking her through it. Because I, yeah. I, I didn't know what to say. When my, you know, and my, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> my wife is uh, she's tough, so she doesn't want <laughs> me to tough. be like sweetheart, just push. She will, <laughs> she will have some special words for me if I start to, uh, you know, be too. Like too soft, Try like coddle that. her. Yeah, yeah right. she's not into that. She'll, she'd probably punch me in the shoulder <laughs> and call me a name, and uh, and tell me to man up. You know, <laughs> what are you doing, man? So I, I was <laughs> a bit so sensitive. Um, yeah, you know, you don't know what to say. Yeah, you feel a little silly. I mean, you do remind some. I, I at least had the 
the job of when she was in a lot of pain and stuff, which I knew what we wanted. Right. We know we don't want a C-section, right? You, they tell you to talk about the, the big things you know you want, and, right. you, and you'll be their, their support person to tell them, no, this is what, remember, we wanted to try to do this. This is how long we wanted to do this. Yeah. And just be her, her voice for when, when she couldn't because she was out of it or asleep in between contractions, you know, and yeah, then right. in Jeez. super pain and then back to relief and sleep. And yeah, so, so that was nice, but yeah, you can be there as like, <clears throat> as the encourager, the backup, like <laughs> this yeah. is what we talked about. This is what, so, you know, when you so, were in, you were in a mindset that wasn't uh, in the middle of giving birth pain mindset. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I felt, I just, I didn't, I mean, I would tell it cause I would tell her to breathe and stuff and try to breathe with right. her. But other than that, I'm not going to, I didn't, you know, you don't know what to say. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're exactly. like crying and pushing and screaming and, and right. we're going to have to push through it. I mean, I could do like the tough love thing, but then maybe I just seem like a dick, you know? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. It'd be fine. You can do it. <laughs> like, I don't want to be a drill sergeant to her. This is not Paris Island. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, I think that's, you know, just, I think, you know, what, like what you said, I mean, our wives want us, I mean, or at least I know mine, mine, mine did and yours did, you know, they want us there because right. there's comfort in just us being there. Right. You know, we can't, we can't sympathize with them. <laughs> we, or we no, can I, sympathize. I, yeah, we can sympathize. Sim- <laughs> yeah, right. There's sympathy, not empathy, I guess, in childbirth. Unless right, exactly. you're the uh, female you doctor. Know, all we can do is be there with them and, uh, you know, just so they can see us. And I know that, like, our my friends, Kate and Sean, you know, really, like, they recently, and that's the one I was saying, that, you know, their son, Alistair, who is over six months now, I just held him for the first time, but they kind of talked about going through that. And in that situation, really, it was just the fact that Sean was there with Kate, and they could see each other and make eye contact, and, you know, mm. that, that helped Kate get through a lot of that. And that's all, mm. that's all she needed was that contact. And he was doing the same thing you were, where, like, talking about things that they wanted, they had agreed on beforehand, you know, and right. so kind of keep her into that, so... <clears throat> Yeah, 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 just just being there, right? It's like always people. It's like I'm just glad you're here, right? You just want to know that someone's there. Obviously, your if your husband's not there, you got other issues. But yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> should be holding the leg, and that's another thing. Like you want to you want to see you want to hold the leg, like you wanna, like <laughs> yeah, I think I think so. I think I can handle it. Like <laughs> right, I don't yeah. want to miss it because if you miss that, that's that's yeah. gone. You'll never yeah. ever. So I, I kind of wanted to be there to to see. Yeah. see all, all the other all gory details i think it was right awesome. exactly and that's yeah when you were saying earlier you know she she at first felt like it kind, might be kind of weird having her friend there seeing all that seeing all of her but in yeah. that i feel like obviously in that situation your mind's different for her right she's going through all the feeling and the, the the pain and everything that comes along with it but also it's a completely different mindset you know there's like at that point there's really nothing like sexual about those sexual organs other than right. the fact that they're like doing what they're designed to do. Right. Every, everything all of a child. sudden. Yeah. <laughs> everything <laughs> all of a sudden's a tool and a thing that can be figured out and manipulated and, and right. Yeah. It's just someone there to help you. And I guess once the pain starts, you don't care as much. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you're totally fine and they're they're you're standing there and all of a sudden they drop your pants and start looking at you and touching and prodding, you're going to feel weird, right. but you have that, 10 pain level it's like if i feel like someone hit you with a baseball bat in your ribs and then your friends <laughs> next to you like hey man take your shirt off i want to see it like yeah okay here <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right, i don't exactly. care anymore whatever it's like you get in a car crash they cut your clothes off i don't think you're thinking about your clothes being off <laughs> right <laughs> you're like whatever do do whatever you gotta do yeah 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 <laughs> 
All right. Well, uh, <clears throat> next bit of advice I have is from uh, Jeremy from the Simple Little Life podcast and channel. Oh, cool. He said, so, so it's fun. I kind of reached out to some of the guys on the other makery network. Cause he's like, you know, I could get advice from people, but these are, these are people, at least I, I feel like I know them a little bit because I've been able to follow along with their lives through mm. either their podcast or their YouTube channel. And so there's some of the ones that I reached out that were some fathers and I reached out to a broader selection as well, but I just thought it'd be fun. Yeah. So Jeremy says, uh, uh, I would say to remember that as parents, we need to shape our kids into the kind of person we would love to be friends with. That doesn't mean that being a parent, that that does mean being a parent while they're young, teaching lessons and giving loving correction. I think the biggest mistake I see when parents can't control their kids in a grocery store or something like that, and the parent has forgotten that they've forgotten that relationship. They are the parent and the child is the child, yet somehow they let their kid treat them in ways that they would never accept from anyone else on the planet. So do the parent part right, especially when they're young. Once they're teenagers, it's too late. One last thing. It's awesome. Cheers, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Do the, um, do the parent thing, right? They're not going to, I guess a kid won't thank you for being lax, being the cool dad, being the cool mom. No one's ever, no one's ever thanked you for that. They usually thank you for the discipline, the being tough when you need to be tough because, a kid wants to play Sega all day. I look, I'm, I'm old. That makes me sound old. Uh, an Xbox X. They want to play their <laughs> Xbox X all day. And uh, you got to have somebody yell at you and send you outside. Yeah. And then, um, no, that's good. Yeah. I, I remember I remember dad, like, you get too familiar, you know? Yep. And him, him saying, I'm not your buddy. You can't talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and now it's it's a little different when you get older, right? And yeah, then everyone's just every, well, everyone's friends and family. But it's yeah, when you're a kid, you're not you're not there to be their buddy, right? You're not like their hip friend. You're there to um, make sure they do things right and, and discipline exactly. if you need to. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think that's really good, and that's one of the things that you know I've always kind of thought of as a parent, and even beforehand, you know, I was before I was a parent, it was like, you know. I think I, our parents always said, or at least I remember my mom saying like, you know, I, I love you guys as children and I love my husband, your father as, as a husband, right? I love you guys differently. But she would say like, my husband, your father is my friend, right? He's my best friend. This is the person who I've decided to spend my life with. You guys aren't my friends. You're my children. And so I'm going to teach you, treat you like my children, which is guide you and lead you and teach you and make sure that I am doing everything I can to raise you up as a good person mm. and a, and a beneficial, you know, being in society and, like, right. and give you all the discipline that's important to get to that, that point, because you need to know that discipline. And that was the other thing that my, her mom always did was that, you know, anytime my, my mom, especially would discipline us, whether that was, you know, this is four boys, all like, little boys. She had to like be firm sometimes. And my mom, it's funny. Cause I, we don't have, I have very small memories of my mom ever being really angry. It was always like really fun with my mom. She was always really loving and fun, but I definitely remember being spanked, you know, like when we were little, she would spank us when we would get out of hand cause yeah. she had to. And, and then it was always like, she'd spank you and then she would pick you up and hug you and say like, <laughs> this is the reason why. I had right. to do what I had to do, right? Because I love you because I because there has to be some consequence. You have to understand that what you did is not right. And that right. there's a consequence for that. 
And if I don't spank you, then I'm being a bad parent by letting these things happen and letting you be a bad person. So you don't just attack and not explain. I mean, you don't always have to explain yourself. You're the parent. Right. It's the old because I said so. Right, right. (laughs) When you ask why. And sometimes that, yeah, and that has to be, there's a lot of times that has to be, like, Mm. your child has to follow the directions because you said so because there's, there's, there might be a situation where there's no time, right? Like if a child goes to run across the road and you yell at them to stop, they have to stop because you said so. Not because there's a reason. Because maybe they're, they're the car coming, they didn't see, right? They've got to be able to know that right. they have to follow your direction you're, because you're, there's a reason. You're six years old. I'm not going to explain why life works this way. Right. I'm going to say, <laughs> stop doing that now. Yeah. And if you ask me why, <laughs> it's because I said so. Right. And later, on, later on, if we want to talk about it, we can yeah. talk about it. Right. Yeah. And that was the thing. It wasn't always that like, like our mom wasn't, she wasn't explaining why she did what she, she wasn't explaining why she was upset with us. She was explaining that. It was it was out of love that she had to you know discipline the way she did. It's like right. you know that's because I love you, right? It's not because I'm not. I was angry with you. I'm not angry with you now. I didn't I didn't discipline you out of anger. I disciplined you out of love because I need to you need to understand this, right? Yeah. So yeah, a, yeah. I think that yeah, just the advice about like your child needs to be a child. You know, you need to treat mm-hmm. them like a child, like your you know your offspring, right? And not a friend. Yeah. Know? Like I said, because once they get their teenage years, it's too late. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. You've already all molded hormones, them. Uh, hormones. Yeah, all those hormones kicked in and they're, they're done. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I, let's see. I reached out to a couple other people. So I, I actually, um, uh, I reached out to Brandon Roost from Whiskey River. Um, I, I sent a message out to him. So I was kind of sending like messages out to different people. And I guess somehow I sent one out to him. I, and I didn't realize at the time that he's not a father. So he did reply. He was like, you know, he's like, well, I'm not a dad, so I don't really feel qualified to give advice. But then I was like, okay, no problem. You know, I realized that. And I realized that now it's kind of like I was hitting these groups of people that I thought would be fun, you know, fun advice and some stuff that other people might know. Um, yeah. But he did well, give back some advice. Let's, let's hear what he has to say. I've been a dad yeah. for like three days, so <laughs> right, okay, exactly. I know what I'm doing. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah, geez, Brandon. <laughs> I'll, try, I'll tell you what it's like, okay, pal. <laughs> so his advice, he says, uh, if I could give some advice, it would be to buy real estate <laughs> on a fifth <laughs> on a fifteen year note. <laughs> when your kid is fifteen, it will be a cla- it will be cash flow heavy and pay for college, tech school. I've had a few friends to do that over the years, and it worked out well. Dang. Yeah. All right. advice. It was like, that's, that's, that's straight advice. up financial advice right there because, you know, you think about all sorts of, like, parenting advice. But, you know, that that's good. Uh, <laughs> financial buy, advice. Buy real estate on a 15-year on a note <laughs> because in 15 <laughs> years it'll be a cash flow. Like, well, now I just need go. that 50 grand to drop into some real estate. <laughs> right, starter exactly. cash. <laughs> I'll hit him up for a loan later. I'll... <laughs> yeah right, Brandon. You got a. I'll give you ten percent return on that fifteen-year note. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay. I have. Uh, sorry, I'm pulling up my. Here we go. All right. Um. <clears throat> so, I posted this on Facebook, so it got some of some some play within my group of friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, a friend of mine, Emily Jones, uh, who's um, the daughter of a friend of my in-laws' friends. So <laughs> this this group of friends that my in-laws know and that we have all become friends with, and my wife is you know the same age as all their you know their kids, and we all hang out together. Okay. Um, she said, 
Congrats. Uh, her advice is sleep when the baby sleeps and invest in gripe water. Have hmm. you heard about gripe water? Uh, no, but it sounds like something from Harry Potter. <laughs> some Summon gripe water. water. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. What is it? So I, I don't know yet, but I'm actually going to uh, I'm gonna Google it while we're together. Gripe <laughs> buy, water. Buy gripe water and invest in real estate. Yeah, it's, it'd be like gripe water invented by Emily Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, she got a plug in. Yeah, right. Wow. Exactly. Well done. <laughs> All right. So, gripe water. So, it says uh, gripe water for newborns and babies. Gripe water can provide natural relief for a baby and you from gas and tummy trouble that are typical for newborns and infants. So, there you go. It's like a gas remedy. Um, Is that juice? And, uh, well, no, it's gripe water. I don't know what a gripe gripe is but <laughs> gripe, whatever gripe water is but it, also it's basically a it's a, yeah it's a it's like it's a, a gas uh, relief tummy trouble and okay. emily does have she she just had a child so she has a, a couple month old cool so yeah yeah thanks yeah right i know i was like oh there you go invest in gripe water um all right look it up so uh let's see i have some more actually have some uh f- directly from uh, the post that I put onto YouTube. Mm. Uh, let's see. So we have this one is from uh, Osmosis eighty four, and Osmosis eighty four says, "Buy her a helmet. She will hit her head on everything." <laughs> uh, I was like that's so good, that's so funny. I, uh, yeah, I guess we we'll have to wait a little bit. She can't hold her own head up right now. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not right. going to add anything to it. It's funny uh, to see her. Um, I guess not. Well, it is funny. Um, when you're holding her, she's trying to find a boob. You know, yeah. that's when she goes into full. I can lift my head mode, right? Because <laughs> she's like lays on my chest and then she lifts up and she's looking and like dropping. Like, <laughs> so she moves her head around pretty good when she's looking for uh, milk. Yeah, <laughs> helmet. That reminds me. Um, <clears throat> we were at, at our parents' house one time, and uh, my my oldest brother Derek was there, and he has he has two kids, uh, Gabriel and Abigail. His son is older, and we were all walking around the property, and there was um, there was we were walking by a uh, there was a truck that was parked in the backyard because I think we were moving some stuff around or whatever and, and we were walking along and the kids were with us we were gone from this field next to my parents house back into their yard and uh, and Derek's walking there next to his son and daughter or whatever they were kind of next to him and his son was like head height to the side view mirror of this truck you know like right on his forehead and he was walking right toward it and Derek's right next to him and we're kind of talking and as his son walks up to it and is like just about to hit his head into that side view mirror, my brother Derek just puts his hand out, like shoots his hand out between the head and the mirror, <laughs> just like walking along, talking, you know, just in the middle of conversation, boom, hand out and literally like got there right in time to, so that way Gabriel's head hit his hand and pinched <laughs> his hand between the mirror and his head, just not to boom and just like kind of pushed him. And we just kept talking and like, I was like, damn dude, that was awesome. <laughs> like, that was a perfect dad moment. You know, it was like, should, it, yeah. it wasn't even, it was just like came completely natural and he just, he just saw it happening and went doink and put his hand out and stopped it. And they caught, 
what don't they yeah. call dad reflex? Yeah, right. There's whole yeah. YouTube whole YouTube videos of dad. Oh yeah, dad reflexes of them running and grabbing. You know, maybe that's the. Um, I mean, other than the uh, evolutionary evolutionary need to fight for things, it right. is our training of games and playing that we do that yeah. maybe helps us with our quick. I mean, I think uh, there's a men do have quicker reflexes in general, but. All that game and play is to, for us to be able to, <laughs> instead of diving for a ball, you're just diving to, to save your child. Or, or instead of catching a baseball quick when they hit it to first base and you're standing on first base, instead you yeah. just put your hand out real quick right. and, and block block what needs to be blocked. <laughs> right. Yeah, those quick reflexes that right. have been developed over the years to right. to help take care of you know, babies that want to kill themselves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and a non-self-aware child. Yeah. Just gonna I, I've ar- already made, you know, they have such strong legs, I feel. Yeah. Right. They, they like spring off. So already <laughs> you're oh, like, she, you don't think they can move far. And then she kicks off something. <laughs> you gotta, and you gotta, oh, grab, where, where are you trying to go? Grab them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a good one. Just buy her helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is actually a little bit of advice from a female. It's so, oh, actually I've already had two female advice, but this is, this is, uh, this is some like a mom advice to a dad, which is kind of cool. Uh, this is from, uh, on YouTube. This is the day's doings. So I guess this is family name, the day's doings. Um, she goes in a little bit more, but I'm going to just, I'm going to give you the advice part that she talks about at the end. So she says her advice is, uh, so she said like, uh, to, to summarize what she was saying is that, you know, a mom goes through all these things when she has a baby, she's thinking about, you know, she's got postpartum depression and, and, you know, feeling inadequate and can't take care of the house and all these things that they would mm. normally do that. Now they're like dealing with this and all these emotions and all these hormones that are changing in their body. Mm. Uh, so she said, um, so her advice is, uh, pick up the slack, make the meals, do the dishes. This is advice to a male. Um, you know, do the dishes, um, do the laundry, put clean sheets on the bed, vacuum the floors, whatever's important to her. She said, I know this seems pretty obvious and like the little things, but trust me, trust me, they're not. If you can make your wife realize that what is important to her is important to you, especially if she doesn't have to ask, there are simply no words to describe that level of safeness and security that your wife will know that she has you with her. Mm-hmm. You will remove so much stress and possible anxiety from off of her shoulders. Um, I said 11 times this is the, has been my husband's response to a new child in the house. And I tell you what, he has my heart from now until forever. 11 children. How many times? Ooh. 11 times. Jeez. <laughs> so, so my advice to her as a mom, <laughs> as a mama of 11 <laughs> is this. But yeah, that's, that's wow. good advice. Right that there. is good advice. Yeah. But also he's like, I thought I'd stop after like four. I know, right? He's like, oh, come on. I don't want to keep doing this stuff. I don't care. I don't care if the counter is clean, <laughs> but no, that's right. good. Cause yeah, right. Every stuff that stresses us out don't, will maybe not, or will maybe stress them out and uh, vice versa. Right. Yeah. If the, if the, it, I make a sandwich and the, and the counter's not clean, it doesn't bother me at all, right. but it will right. bother her. So you, you're right. We, and we've had discussions about that. Like, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll do the things that seem silly to me but they're yeah. not silly to you so i'll try to figure out how to make them i guess not yeah. silly to me or make you feel like i don't want to I, I don't yeah i don't especially now obviously i'm not gonna do anything to piss her off 
<laughs> she <laughs> wants right. something done, I'll do it. <laughs> you just and saw I, what she went through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's good for sure. Yeah. 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 That's. Uh, <laughs> I was like, man, that's that's some good advice right there. It reminds me, if we just uh, watched the movie again, uh, the breakup <clears throat> with um, Jennifer Aniston and uh, Vince Vaughn, mm-hmm. and like the the whole idea, the whole reason why they break up is that like he's super selfish, and he, you know, one of the like the iconic lines from the movie is she's like. I want you to help me do the dishes. He's like, I don't want to do the dishes. You know, I just want to relax. She's like, but I want your help. She's like, you know, he's like, all right, fine. And then he, all right, I'm going to come do it. She's like, no, that's not what I want. You know, like, I don't want you just to agree. <laughs> yeah. I want you to want to help me. I want you to want, he's like, I, why the fuck would I want to do the dishes? I don't want to do the dishes. Why would I want, want to do the dishes? I don't want to. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's not that you don't want to do the dishes. I want you to want to help me do the dishes. I want you to think about me, right? That's what you're trying to get across, but. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. What a great, great movie. And they're both yeah. right to a degree. He's like, yeah. you want three lemons? You want one fake one? Uh, how many lemons do I need to get you? I got you eight <laughs> lemons. You want a nine? Like, I don't know. To do. <laughs> do you want to go get more lemons? <laughs> I'll go get lemons. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. All right. And uh, this, this last piece of advice is really <laughs> some good advice. Uh, it's actually a two-parter. So I'll read the first one and then I'll read the second one. And this was actually from uh, from Jeff Fader from fader knives and from the mm-hmm. knife talk podcast um and from the full blast podcast both on the maker network his advice he says apologizing to your kid is a sign of respect to them that they understand at a deep level mm. obviously that's something that'll come down the line but i i think that's good advice across the board that's one of those things that's like i tell my students and my daughter that all the time that an apology goes a long long way um, and you know, it's, it is a sign of respect. It, it's to that point where you're saying like, I understand that I was wrong or, or whatever we did. Like I apologize. Like I'm willing to take that, you know, show you the respect and know that I might've done something wrong or that I got out of hand or I got angry needlessly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's good. And I, I think your, your first feeling is obviously not to apologize. Right. You feel I'm I'm right. I bought eight lemons. She wanted nine. What's the <laughs> difference? Right. But sometimes, and I think I think my I think our dad told us that me that once, like just apologize. Whether you think you're right or not, sometimes right. you just just apologize, wrap it up, move along. Mm-hmm. It's not worth hanging on to. And it makes me think of the um, the office. I don't know the exact quote, but it's uh, Stanley from the office. He's like. I've never once apologized to any of my wives, and I've had four. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, well, there it's you like, go. yeah, you, you don't have to apologize, but yeah, you will have four wives. Get, <laughs> right. you, I feel like you'll get divorced many times. <laughs> I've never once apologized. I'm not going to start now. I never have four wives. So I just sent it back a thing and I was like, great, you know, awesome, thanks, I appreciate the advice, you know. And then he sent a message back to me and says, and taking advice from strangers doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> Which is a great way to end it because these are all like they're some people are friends, some people are like acquaintances, some people are strangers off of YouTube. This is all a bunch yeah. of advice, you know. Just well, because the, it's advice doesn't I, I, mean it's good. There's a difference between <laughs> advice given and advice asked for, right? Right. Yep. Some people who want who are just gonna give you advice. Yeah. You wonder why they're giving it, but if you ask for it, and right. maybe you should take some of it. 
Yeah. Especially if he gives if it gives you a slightly different perspective. Right. Especially yeah, asking yeah, exactly. asking advice. You can ask other fathers advice about being a father, but it's good to hear from the woman's side, obviously, because you want to you, you want to know about uh yeah what well, why why are they stressed? It might not right. be about what you think it is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's a good that's just a a good life lesson and a good thing to think about all the time is like sometimes you need that other perspective. You know, like sometimes you need to know what the other side the other side is thinking and feeling to be able to actually understand it. And that's uh I I feel like if everyone felt that way in this world it would be a much happier place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially in you know, in our country that's so politically divided. You know, if people would just like take a minute and just try to get the opinion of the other side just to see how they're feeling, you might make a difference. That's true in these times of it's all advice given, not advice yeah. like asked for. Yeah. It's right. all you have to do this or you know, you you you're a terrible person. Right. You know, yeah. if if you don't believe this way, you're <laughs> Yeah. You're not a good person. Right. Exactly. Because like with your situation, you know, there might be people who are like, you know, will hear us, hear you say that you're willing to let your parents and Caitlin's parents hold your child. Like some people are going to judge you on that. Like, oh my gosh, you know, like why would you let anyone in this time? And then there are some people that'll, that'll be like, you're only letting them and not your family. What's wrong with you? You know, like (laughs) there's people on both sides. It's like, None of that matters. Like I exactly. do what I will do with my child because it's my child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like, That's true. There, there's too yeah. much of that now. Like if you're not teaching your child this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, yeah. I'm going to teach. And I'm, I'm probably going to teach what, if you love your parents and you respect them, you'll probably teach your child what your parents taught you and yeah. treat in that way. And that again goes to why being a good parent and just being there and teaching them what you can by example is the best thing you can do to a child all the rest of the stuff is kind of BS down the line. Right. You know, you yep. just be loving, be a loving person that I think that, that then you'll, that'll go a long way. Yep. Be kind to each other and be loving. Mm-hmm. Love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we have, uh, that's, that's all the advice. That's the I advice. Have. Well, that's, that's yeah. great. Thanks guys. Yeah. Thanks everybody. That was cool. Yeah, it was fun. That was, uh, I was I was happy to reach out to some people and get some advice. I just thought that would be a fun, a fun way to to go about this episode. Since how do we talk about anything else when you have a little baby girl, band, <laughs> right. brand new, right? <laughs> ah, and maybe you know, maybe coming up, and um, we'll we'll talk about doing projects and stuff, and maybe building stuff for and and thinking about yeah. that. And I always thought it'd be cool to do some type of really lightweight because I go to antique malls a lot, and you see these cool like pedal cars. And, and little step yeah. cars that, that kids can get in when they're two or three. and But they're always so heavy, right? They're these, these old metal things. And I was thinking maybe we could think about some type of car thing that is super light. Let, let, let's find the lightest wood or the lightest materials we can as easily right. affordable. Figure out something that she could ride around in. I thought that'd be cool. That'd make a yeah. good video. That reminds me of the uh, the scoot and zoom that we used to have for Corinne. You remember that? And the little red plastic molded thing with the yeah. caster wheels on it. Yes. All zip around. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun that was a fun little thing. In our apartment that we lived in with Devin had uh it had the kit the living room was carpeted, but everything else, the dining room, the kitchen area and the hallway, it was all just like a laminate flooring, so it was perfect for a little scoot and zoom. Zooping zooming around. Yeah, so the you apartment. can make the scoot and zoom too. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like the fu- idea of like a you know, a pedal uh, like car. A w- or, yeah, a, maybe some type of just, I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll think about it. We got time. Yeah. 
<laughs> we got some time, yeah. <laughs> She's got to hold her head up first. <laughs> right before she's scooting or zooming. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so we have some recommendations this week. Um, and I'll go first. I, uh, uh, I was trying to think of something like, you know, that would work with the, the content that we're giving out today with like dads and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I was trying to think of, and there's some, there's some, some good dads on YouTube and some different videos where people are, you know, working with their kids and things like that, which is always fun. And, and, you know, we try to incorporate that as well into our videos with Corinne, my daughter being the shop elf and popping in and stuff. We get her in. That's always fun. Right. And we like working with her as well. We've had some videos that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. For those who don't know, the shop elf is, or maybe you guys haven't watched our videos. We we yeah. try to sneak her into every video and hide her. Sometimes she's hidden really well, and no one in the comments have has um, time stamped her. And sometimes right. we're like, was it too hard? But like, yeah, no, that was fun. Like sometimes it'll just be her. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I don't think anyone spotted one. We did once where she's standing on a table behind Dustin, but it's it's out of focus because it's a long lens and it's just sharp right. on Dustin. So it's like the side of her leg up high. <laughs> so you know where she you, you're not gonna expect it no one's marked that one so you know yeah. look out for that corinna on <laughs> a table great. in the background just her her little right leg <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's, that, that's been fun They're, like there are a few videos in the beginning and we didn't have her but then once we kind of started doing it we we're like oh now this has got to be a thing you know we got to get her in each video hidden mm-hmm. somewhere so mm-hmm. and it's really funny when people get freaked out you know they're like holy shit i saw this crazy ghost <laughs> thing in the corner scared the shit out of me because <laughs> she's just staring you just see her head in the yeah. background mm-hmm. that's <laughs> like i thought there was a demon in your corner <laughs> like, that's perfect yeah <laughs> i think the one that's real creepy is where i think it's the uh uh, it's e- it's either the uh, the gun the blacksmithing the gun hooks or the fire pit I can't remember but there was it, she was up in her bedroom window which is above the shop so we're like outside of the shop and you see her just like her little face like in the window looking out there's a creepy like doll thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's awesome <laughs> that's like every ghost photo like we took a picture of this house in 1910 and if you look in the top right window. <laughs> There's the image of a 10-year-old right. girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, right, so what, dad so, recommendation yeah. channel? Uh, yeah, so after all that, I didn't, I, I just, I just got a regular one, and I got, I, I want to recommend one that I saw recently. Um, so one of the other podcasts I listened to is the, uh, it was called the Untitled Podcast with Adam Savage, but they're back from kind of a, a summer hiatus, and now they've re- named their podcast the savage podcast oh. for this uh savage adam savage Sa- from tested adam savage from tested it's called can... savage savage works or shoot i can't remember but the reason why i'm mentioning it is because he had on his guest which was simone gertz and so she's my recommendation for this week um if you don't know mm. simone she is a maker on youtube um, she's got two and a half million subscribers so she's a big maker but I had watched some of her YouTube videos earlier on and then uh, heard her talking to Adam Savage and he actually apparently uh, she's came and worked with him on tested after she had her YouTube channel and all. But um, Mm -hmm. uh, she, the video that I wanted to uh, recommend specifically is the video called getting rid of a medical doll is weird. (laughs) Uh, She's moving from San Francisco to I think LA. So she's moving South and she's cleaning out of her shop, and this is like kind of it was the last video in her shop, and she's got this medical doll that she did a project for that was a, like a sponsored project, 
she was working with, I forget which company it was, but it's basically creating like a, a Westworld robot. Oh yeah. I remember know, that. She, no, she was, that was a, um, a video. Uh, their sponsor was HBO. Right. I was going to say, well, I knew it was, it was like, Westworld. Yeah. Yeah. And so she like, got this medical doll and made her, you know, into a, a moving robot type thing, you know, it was like, obviously not like a host in the actual show, but <laughs> yeah. so then she had this thing. She's been bringing it with her, like in changing shops and stuff. And, and so she like digs it out of this random space above the entrance to her shop. And it's like screwed down in and she had to like dig it out and it's got, you know, it's a medical doll. So it's like anatomically correct. And <laughs> she's just so funny the way she reacts to stuff. And, she curses and things. It just, she's freaking hilarious. So I went yeah. down the uh, rabbit hole, rabbit hole of watching a few more of her videos. Gert's rabbit hole. No, so she's great. Funny. She did a, she did a Tesla truck, or she made yeah. one of the Tesla series, uh, series three into a truck. She, yeah. um, and it's also, she's not the most uh, technically proficient, but she does the stuff. She just gets it done. Yeah. You know, she's not like, again, or not again, she's not a master of any of this stuff, but she's awesome at just thinking of stuff and just doing it. Right. Like, she's like, how can I do this? What what tool do I need? Oh, yeah, I'll try this tool out. She does it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or she has someone on one to help her out. But yeah. And now, down the line, okay, she's probably had her channel for at least five or ten years. Now she knows yeah. how to do all that stuff. And she's learned a, a huge amount. And she works with Tested and Adam Savage, and that's a huge yeah, uh, yeah, resource for how, how to do stuff. <laughs> Yep. No, she's great, and she had um, uh, she had a she had brain surgery. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. So she had yeah. that, and I remember hearing about that and following yeah, longer videos video. of I'm going in, and and she had that giant scar. But no, she's very cool for sure. Yeah. So funny, and she's like, <laughs> I was watching one another video that was like she was she wanted to learn how to hunt, but she's been a vegetarian for oh, her whole that, life yeah. since yeah. she was eight. So she like made this mechanical uh like robot deer oh, yeah. that rode around in the woods and she's like she just starts off the video she's like i've been a you know i've done all sorts of things over my life and you know i've been a vegetarian since i was eight but i've made some bad decisions like she had a bowl cut and she shows a picture of herself <laughs> with a bowl cut she's like i lost my virginity with that bowl cut oh <laughs> just like oh uh, she's so funny but then she's like she's fishing and she busts the pants of her of her like gator her waiter pants and stuff and she's like <laughs> taping it around and she was like oh now i know what a jock strap feels like it's like a it's like she said it's a uh it's a sports bra for your penis <laughs> crack it up uh, no she's so good yeah and the, i guess this con that continues our um our recommendation of already popular oh, YouTubers. channels. <laughs> oh boy, Simone Gertz. If you've never heard of her, <laughs> next up we're doing fantasy book recommendations. It's called The Lord of the Rings. If you've never heard it, it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> and The Hunger Games. Uh, after that, um, <laughs> and I guess I'll keep with the theme. Um, Travis Pastrana is is actually their their channel uh, Nitro Circus is my recommendation they had a show on a long time well, not a long time well i guess yeah nine years ago on mtv called nitro circus and it's like jackass with talented people yeah right right <laughs> they're they they do the crazy things but it's like we're going for a triple backflips and and this and it's just a fun um even if you're not into like extreme sports he's just right. travis pastrana is such a positive person and such a Every video is fun, and he, you feel that he's having fun, and his group of friends are having fun, 
and they're just all, they seem like really decent people. And I learned later that he's a Marylander, which is awesome. Because <laughs> I remember seeing they had, he has his Pastrana land, which is his house. And they just have tracks everywhere and mini bike tracks and giant ramps all over the place. And it's just 50 acres of this awesome, That's fun cool. sport, land, you know, skate park, all this stuff. Um, and I remember think I don't know, I just had a, a connection with him and yeah. thinking like that feels like just seeing the woods and stuff. It felt familiar. Right. And then I remember looking it up like, where is he based? Because that seems like seems like Maryland woods. That seems, right. Yeah. And sure enough, he's he's area. he's south southern Maryland, um, right. but right around us. And that and of course I loved him even more than um, <laughs> sweet sweet Maryland boys. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but that uh, such a great and he does. Um, and then if you know Ken Block, he's a race car driver, but he does these yep. uh, Jim Connor videos, which are awesome. Those are awesome. Insane drifting rally car videos. But he did this family off thing. Like apparently Ken Block has challenged him to <laughs> do like this crazy Jim Connor family thing. And that, that just warms my heart now. The family thing, he's like his kids are like shooting the camera yeah. and like they're they're in it and they're involved and running around while he's doing like donuts in his in his driveway and they're like mm-hmm. shooting it and recording. It's just so much fun. Um a certain I guess a video to get started is it's called the biggest week in action in action sports. Um, it's a triple backflip from a dirt bike and a BMX quad backflip. Jeez. And it comes down to them, them trying to get these things done. And that's another cool thing about Travis Pastrana is and Nitro Circus. Now he's like the curator of these people who want to do great, who, who want to do exciting things. He's the guy who's been popular because he was the first one to do a yeah double back double backflip yeah, on a, a twist, right. No, I think it was just a double back backflip <clears throat> on a um uh, on a dirt bike. bike. Yeah, and from there he's done rally. He's done NASCAR. He's done. <laughs> he did the evil Knievel jump over at uh, Caesar's Palace, I think, and he Jeez. just does such cool things. And now he's getting older, so he's he's like <laughs> trying to do things. But like in this video, he, he kind of keeps bowing out, like, oh well, you know, I don't think I can do it, but I'm gonna fly this guy in from Australia. He's awesome. He's gonna try it. I'm gonna build the ramp for him. Nice. <laughs> so it's this great. It's just um, they go over building all this stuff and that's, that's cool there cool. i think there's definitely a craft in it and the way he they're changing things constantly oh we got to make this ramp 20 feet higher and they go over that how they're going to do it and they ah, it's just so good so that one's yeah. um that's a cool video uh and that's actually an hour long it's like it's oh, like nice. it seems like a mini sports documentary like a 30 for 30 yeah and uh they go go into these people trying it and doing it and really good but any of their videos are just fun like last year they went on a he's been into really what do they call them like mini bikes right? right small mini bikes that can only go so fast but he has everyone around he brings people to uh, Pastrana land and has them all there to do these mini bike races and you have like the greatest uh, the greatest uh, dirt bikers and, and extreme right. sporters in the world doing these silly mini bike races, but the <laughs> nice. courses are awesome with huge jumps and turns nice. and like, and he, he like throws these giant events 
just so good. Watch the channel. There's so much content there. That's something that I love when you ex- exp- uh, discover a new channel. It's just yeah. when they have so much content. You yeah, know? So okay, much I got content. 300 yes. hours of stuff to watch. Perfect. <laughs> So there you go, Travis Pastrana, Nitro Circus, another unknown channel for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, you know, whatever. It's like these recommendations are th- things that we find that are fun. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes we're bringing people up, you know, who don't, they're not, they don't have a lot of views. And sometimes it's just it's fun things that we've seen. You know, there you go. All right. Well, thank you guys all so much for listening. It's, it was a fun day today. It's, super exciting to be able to talk to Devin about yeah. his new little baby girl. Congratulations, Dev. I'm thank super you. proud of you. Thank you. Th- and thanks everyone for, for leaving uh, yeah. all the uh, advice and stuff. It's, it's cool. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. So if you guys, uh, you're listening to us, then hopefully you know about the Makery Network. It's a great, awesome network of podcasters, all maker podcasters, really great, uh, really great shows. And I appreciate all the podcasters who gave me some advice to give to Devin. That was super awesome. I appreciate all that from everybody. Um, you can also find us on the Art of Craftsmanship on YouTube. Check out our video, the, the videos there. That's what we're talking about on this podcast. A lot of time we'll go back and talk about what we've done on the YouTube channel. So definitely go over there, check us out, subscribe, and leave us some comments. Let you let us know yeah. what you think. And it's I promise it's not always baby talk. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's, exactly. it's almost never baby talk. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> almost never. But you know, fathers are fathers, right? You're gonna t- sometimes you gotta talk about your children. That's that's what's <laughs> exciting right now. So yeah. I got nothing else to talk about. <laughs> right exactly i, I will uh, say real quick the the yeah. appreciation for youtube right now yeah because you sometimes you only have five minutes which is i go to youtube and sometimes i have an hour of time to kill and i go to youtube so yeah there's been a lot of youtube already just with yeah. uh, the new baby yeah and if you guys are <laughs> listening uh you can you keep your eye out for uh <clears throat> some more um live streams coming your way from the shop since Devin's will be home for a little bit with his baby girl i'll be doing some live streams in the shop myself and maybe uh bringing my buddy in uh crafting life i want sean we'll do something together uh you guys can also follow us on instagram at the art of craftsmanship put all sorts of fun stuff up there and you probably will know about i, I always will give us a kind of a heads up and and promote the podcast from there as well um, and then also if you want to support us in any way, you can always go to Patreon and check us out there. Uh, it's a great way to support the channel. It supports the podcast and the channel, all the content making that we're doing. It's just super fun. We love doing this. And any way you guys can support us is awesome. Yeah. Um, and the last thing you do as well to support us is go out and give us a give us a uh, rating on whatever podcast platform you are. If you go into iTunes or if you're in Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, you know, give us that five stars if you feel that way and give us, leave us a comment. Um, that makes a, makes a big difference and helps push the channel. So we really appreciate everyone that's done that. And if you want to give one star, don't, don't do it. (laughs) Right. Don't do it. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So if you don't have anything (laughs) nice to rate, don't rate anything at all. all. (laughs) And that, that beeping in the background is my lasagna ready. So perfect time to wrap it up. Perfect timing. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening and we will talk to you next time. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.